hello. If we've not met before, I'm Richard and my wife Judith and I lead the team of leaders here in King's Church. It's genuinely an honour for me to be able to bring God's word to you today. We're going to read a passage that is often read at this time of year. And if you watch the little uh, Advent message that Judith and I sent out a week or so ago, you might recognise some of the verses because we're going to read from Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 19 through to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 7. Now we're obviously going to read these verses in light of what we as Christians believe about Jesus of Nazareth. We now realise, of course, that they have a prophetic significance for us far greater than their immediate context. But let's just explore that context a little bit to begin with. Isaiah was a prophet who lived in Jerusalem. He lived and prophesied after Israel was divided into a northern and southern kingdom. Jerusalem was part of the southern kingdom. But, but he lived before God's people were taken into exile as a result of their sin and rebellion against God. So a lot of Isaiah's prophecies are about the coming invasion of Israel and Judah and God's judgment towards his people. Because God's people have abandoned their relationship with him and they've turned to other gods, to false gods. They're, they're seeking answers and blessings from man-made gods, gods of their own invention. And as a result, they are facing a dark and terrible future. But as much as Isaiah prophesies God's judgment against his people, he also consistently prophesies hope for the future. The fire of God's judgment will turn out to be a purifying fire that actually makes possible the fulfillment of all God's covenant promises. And although we see a partial fulfillment of that when God eventually brings a remnant of his people back from exile, we now understand from our side of history that these prophetic pictures of judgment and hope and the fulfillment of all God's promises would ultimately be fulfilled in Jesus. Isaiah, we believe, was prophesying about the coming of God's great Messiah. And we now recognise Jesus of Nazareth as that promised Messiah. So let's read from Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 19. When someone tells you to consult medians and spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Consult God's instruction and the testimony of warning. If anyone does not speak according to his word, they have no light of dawn. Distressed and hungry, they will roam through the land. When they are famished, they will become enraged and looking upwards will curse their king and their God. Then they will look towards the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom, and they will be thrust into utter darkness. You know, there probably aren't many of us watching this message today that are in the habit of consulting mediums or spiritists. And if you are, well, you need to stop. That stuff is real and it is dangerous. It is evil and demonic and you need to have nothing to do with it. Seriously, you need to repent and run away from it. But most of us, we might not be um, consulting mediums and spiritists, but, 
there probably are plenty of us listening today who are sometimes tempted to go somewhere other than to God with our questions. Who are looking somewhere other than to God for our blessings, for our satisfaction and fulfilment, for our comfort and peace and joy. So we may not have idols that we've created made of gold or silver or whatever, but we've created other things to which we look for those answers. But unless we look for our answers in God himself, unless we look to him for our comfort, we will end spiritually distressed and hungry. We will end up wandering aimlessly, living in darkness. But listen to this from chapter 9 verses 1 and 2. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honour Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. Isaiah's promise of hope for the future looks like light dawning in the darkness. When all hope seems gone, when every, everything around us seems to be falling apart, when we feel helpless or miserable or depressed, when we feel far from God and all alone in the world, let us remember that God has not abandoned us to the darkness. Let us remember that God has not left us to stumble through the night. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Even though the people walking in darkness may have brought that darkness upon themselves, even though all our hopelessness and emptiness is ultimately rooted in our rejection of God, still he sent his light. Still he sent us Jesus. Chapter 9 from verse 3. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. As warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For those ancient Israelites, this dawning of light, well, it, it's going to look like God's deliverance from exile, deliverance from war and oppression and bondage. The dawning of God's light will deliver them from all evil because that's what it does. God's light delivers us from evil, even when that evil is ultimately rooted in our own sin and rebellion. For that is how much God loves us. However far gone we think we are, however far we think we have fallen, whatever kind of mess we have gotten ourselves into, however dark the darkness that surrounds us, there is a light that shines in the darkness. 
Verse 6. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. However, however bad things have gotten in our world, however hopeless your own situation might feel, you can be certain of a better future. You can look forward to a world filled with justice and righteousness because the government, the kingdom, the authority, the rule and reign, it will be on his shoulders. He will be in charge. He will rule and reign over God's kingdom, bringing God's beautiful rule of love to every corner of our world. And this is why Christmas is so important, my friends. Because the miraculous birth of Jesus of Nazareth, the arrival of the promised Messiah, God himself coming to live amongst us as one of us, that incredible moment in history was the dawning of God's hope for our world. It was God's light piercing through our darkness. And as much as things might still feel pretty dark all around us at times, the truth is, if we will open our eyes, God's light has already come. Yes, we're still called to live in the midst of challenge and opposition. And yes, we're still waiting for something way more. For a glorious future when Jesus returns to bring about the completion of God's kingdom. But we're not called to wait without hope. We're not called to live without the light of God's dawn, without the bright hope of Jesus Christ, God's radiant, dazzling light in the darkness. Whatever darkness you are facing, whether it's loneliness or depression, whether it's sickness or some other kind of suffering, whether it's unemployment or financial hardship, whether it's injustice or abuse or oppression, whether you're an innocent victim or even if it's entirely of your own making, whatever the darkness, the light of Jesus shines brighter. Our hope in him cannot be extinguished. God has come to us in Jesus and he will come again. So as you celebrate Christmas, may God flood your life once again with his light. May his light shine in your darkness and may his light shine through you to touch the darkness all around you. There are a lot of people struggling right now. If ever people were in need of some hope, it is now. Jesus tells us that as those who have come to his light, we, like him, have become the light of our world. He calls us to let our light shine before others so that they will see our good deeds and give glory to God our Father. And that's why Paul 
in the book of Ephesians urges us to live as children of light. In Ephesians 5 verses 18 verses 8 to 21 it says this for you were once darkness but now you are light in the Lord live as children of light for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness righteousness and truth and find out what pleases the Lord have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. All you have to do is let Christ shine on you because everything that is illuminated becomes a light. If you let his light shine on you, you will become a light in the darkness. Verse 15, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine which leads to debauchery, instead be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. How do we live as children of light? How do we let our light shine before others? How can our lives cause his light to dawn in the lives of our family and our friends and our colleagues and our neighbours? By living full of the Spirit. And of course we're back to our study of Galatians, aren't we? We have to let Jesus be Emmanuel, God with us, living inside of us by his Spirit. Because everything that is illuminated becomes a light. We are called to be Christmas lights. May God's light deliver you from all evil and flood your heart with hope this Christmas. And may God's light shine brighter and brighter in you and through you. May you be filled to overflowing with his spirit. May you be transformed once again by his power and his presence. May you be illuminated so that you will be a light. May his Christmas light cause you to become a Christmas light. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty 
will accomplish this. God bless you and happy Christmas.